0: If you want to level up in 2022 with Airbnb, you are in for a super big treat. Julie George, the queen of Airbnb, especially on the coast inside, joined us here on the Fearless Investor and in the Airbnb Masterminds Facebook group. So let's get to it right now and talk about leveling up in 2022 with Airbnb. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb. But I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome into to the Fearless Investor, and I'm super excited to have you on this episode with Julie George. Uh, she built up a million dollar business in just a couple of years. That's a net million dollar business uh, in just a couple of years with Airbnb. And she did it by doing the co-hosting model. She got to 130 units. She sold it for a big payday and then she just went all in with educating and helping students to be able to other people really to be able to do exactly what she did. Um, and now she's actually kind of inching her way back in and wants to level up herself in 2022. So we had just a really fun conversation here. It went longer than we expected, but it's because it was great value and just a blast having Julie, uh, on and and talking to her and catching up as usual. So let's get to it right now. Leveling up in 2022 with Julie George. Yeah. Yeah. We're live. Okay, cool. Julie George in the house right here on Airbnb masterminds and uh, man, Julie, I'm just, I'm so excited uh, right now to have you on, on the call and I'm going to mute this side.
1: uh, There we go. Okay,
0: cool. So let's do this thing. Um, Julie, thanks for joining us
1: no worries thank you very much
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the million dollar hoster herself has to come out the,
1: uh... how, big, how big is my ego now being asked to be on airbnb masterminds <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, i think i've made it in life when kyle uh, kyle says come on and do a live with me and i'm like hell yes um uh, if only just to catch up with you kyle because it's been a minute since you and i have caught up it's what been you
0: know? it's been a minute for sure. It really has. And and it's funny because uh, this is what I, what I love about this business is that we can learn from each other. You were a mentor of mine. And now we're going to be talking new strategies that I know that you're just starting to implement that I've been doing for a while. So like, this is what's great. Like there's no such thing as competition it's all collaboration and it's also learning from each other even if you are the best at what you do you you can still learn something from someone brand new i just learned something from one of my students last night about i've never even heard of hoofy h-u-h-o-u-f-y you can like make a free direct booking listing on hoofy and i was like what why haven't i heard of this so anyway Yeah. yeah That's but hey we're, we're doing this live on facebook there's gonna be a lot of people that are watching on replay too uh but let, let's just go ahead and get some participation i love participation so if you are watching and i see montana just said go kyle stanley i, I love it what's up montana um uh, do me a favor guys so we had four people um or sorry we had uh two people ask four questions before we started here what is your number one question because if you have one of the top five questions you're gonna get
1: <laughs> what?
0: Why don't you? Yeah, tell, got tell got us about the
1: Yeah, look, I've got five ebooks that I am ready to throw out there to so the five best questions uh, that comes come through uh, for this live. So, folks, don't be shy, nothing is. Um, off limits well actually there's probably one or two things off limits but that's only because it's a pg show it's a family show right so um but send us your questions uh let us know it doesn't have to be a question for me ask kyle what uh you know how he how he gets his skin to glow so beautifully or uh, why he's wearing his nike t-shirt um but uh folks send us those those questions we're going to pick the top five we will private message you to get your copy of the book uh and uh, yeah but i'm excited so interaction folks let's uh, let's bring it
0: yes so um and, and another thing that you guys can can post here so we've got the um uh your your top question but also what is your number one goal of 2022 today we're talking about leveling up here as we go into 2022 so what is your number one goal and um, if you post that gives us a little bit more of an opportunity Um, oh, we already have spammers. I can't stand these spammers. Let's go ahead and remove this comment and block author. Yep. You're gone. I seem
1: to like your group
0: You know what? It's, it's funny, Julie, it's a great group, but at the same time, it's one of those things that, you know, you just can't, you can't keep out all the, all the bad ones, which is disappointing. Right. But Hey, I I got
1: my first hater the other day and it was great. Somebody said something about, um, Oh, you know, some of us do a lot of work in the industry and don't brag about it, and and some, but I didn't have to say anything because all of my friends jumped on the bandwagon and were like, you know, rah rah rah. But um, yeah. anyway, I kind of felt pretty special that uh, you know they they've been attracted to to making comments. So.
0: <laughs> oh man, well hey, I think I think we got rid of them, but either way, we're gonna have some fun now. So let's talk about leveling up in 2022. But first of all, saying hi to what's up, Tawny Welch um what's up Pamela love Julie George says share a bit about how you grew your team of hosts awesome yeah we'll do that we'll definitely definitely do that um Macy we got um yeah okay well let let's go ahead and and get started so first of all Julie I know a lot of people have heard your story we had you on on my show before uh just give a little bit of a background a couple minutes or or less just to see where so everyone knows just how big of a deal you are (laughs) (laughs)
1: my favorite story to tell Uh, i should have it on auto repeating Uh, look let's let's mix it up a little bit folks if you haven't met me um, my name's julie george i'm from australia that's this funny accent going on here and it's actually 7 a.m on thursday uh thursday the 2nd of december already so the future is bright um i make that joke all the time but i've got to say that's exactly why we're here today to talk about 2022 leveling up future is bright because it bloody is and I can say that with confidence uh, my claim to fame is that I've done the full 360 in short-term rentals only five years ago and it's five years and two weeks in fact uh, five years ago 2016 in November I started on short-term rentals I've listed my first airbnb property so it I guess what I want people to understand is The change can happen super quick. You can go from being an employee, working a day-to-day job, getting paid minimal dollars uh, to all of a sudden never having to work again, living, I wish I could show you my view right now, I'm living in this incredible penthouse apartment, overlooking the city, Uh, I'm living an absolute dream life now. But to get to that stage, listed my first property in 2016. In the next two and a half years, I started a property management business. Now, folks, we will dive in deeper into what property management means in terms of uh, the business model um, and how it is different from the ownership or leasing a property. But started property management where I was leveraging fully furnished properties, looking after the day-to-day of those properties and charging a commission to the homeowners. Uh, Within two and a half years, I had 130 of those that's right, 130 properties, $8 million income on Airbnb. I wrote the book after the first million. I should have waited and written the multi-million dollar uh, host, but that's okay. We'll put a second book out. Um, but uh, within two and a half years, with this unique business model, but also getting the framework, the vision, the operations, the scale, everything dialed in, super important. And we will dive in further on that as well. But... Um, what I was able to do, build this great business, write a great book, um, if I do say so myself, and, um, and then I got a tap on the shoulder saying from these, these head honchos from a, a bigger company, we want to buy your business. This company wanted to come into the local area, but they didn't want to come in as competition to someone who had 130 properties and a monopoly in the area. So a a company called Home Time uh, came in and they purchased my business. Now that was six months before COVID hit. How's that for timing? Uh, So so now since the the sale of the business, um, I really don't ever have to work again. However, I want to, and I really get a buzz now out of helping others. Um, if I can motivate if I can support if I can inspire others to replicate the same success that I've seen that you've seen Kyle uh, it just what a buzz I I often hear about people that maybe have read my book or have done done a course with me or listened to me on some podcasts taken some action from some of the tips that I've given and now have their own success story and for me that's what I live for. So, uh, so that's my little, my little, uh, my little story.
0: (laughs) Good. And I accidentally just turned off comments. So I'm gonna turn that back on. I'm trying to figure out it's not showing me every single comment. I can only see like the last four, which is a little disappointing. So we're going to have to take some mental notes of all these comments coming through. Um, but I mean, guys, if you can't tell already, like I said, Julie is a big deal. She built a million dollar business so freaking fast. Um, and then she was able to sell this thing and, and just pour into people, which is what she's done with me, what she's done with so many people who have been, uh, in this industry. I mean, you know, some of our, our favorite people that are out there doing things like Julie and I, like all we ever talk about is how much fun Julie is. And so like, you're, you're one of the top people out there that we love love uh, just connecting with Julie so it's an honor to have you on right now it's Hello. it's just so much fun to be able to talk about what I think is extremely exciting to talk about right now and that is 2022 especially with a lot of things um, coming up there's a lot of unknowns you know there's this new um, you know branch of the the coronavirus whatever you want to call it so I don't keep up with the the news as much so you I work
1: on nothing yeah name. like it sounds like a transformer right right
0: right <laughs> and and so you know there's international travel that's still shutting down there's this new air cover that's been released it's also you know with brian chesky there was a lot of predictions that he made so what do you see uh especially like you know let's talk about predictions um do you do you agree with a lot of brian's predictions and what do you see for 2022
1: I love uh, you know I've kind of got the biggest crush on Brian Chesky okay I am single now I don't know how Brian's marriage is working out but actually no he's probably too short for me um (laughs) sorry did I say that out loud um but um Kyle I was just thinking while you were talking about all the fun that we have imagine when we actually meet in person like all of us all of us industry people get together it's going to be one hell of a party and you know, Zoom, we haven't had to wear pants for a long time. So, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a, a novelty. There's your mystery um, right now. <laughs> super crazy. Um, but look, Brian Teske, he was at the Skift conference um, probably a month or two ago now. Uh, I tuned in and everything that that man said, I resonated with. I also believe, and this was before he even spoke People were asking my opinions for 2022, and I was saying things are changing. Things are changing like we've never seen before. Um, We are now we've now realised that we don't have to be slaves to our cubicles. We do not have to go into office spaces. If you're (laughs) if you're an investor in commercial property, I would be getting out of that super quickly because why do people need offices anymore? We've got Mm -hmm. Zoom. We can connect with each other on the metaverse or whatever that bloody thing's going to be. Um, obviously, folks, here's the disclaimer. I am not technical at all. <laughs> I've only just figured out how to use Instagram, but you can find me on there now. Um, but um, So I think that what we're finding is that people like yourself, Kyle, like me, once we've got our businesses automated, and you can do that with short-term rentals, is that you can work from anywhere that there is a good Wi-Fi signal. signal. And, uh, you know, we can be on a beach in, um, in you (laughs) know, Carbo. We can be, you know, hanging out in Hawaii. We can still run our businesses. We can still, for me, I can still train people. I can still do interviews from wherever I am. Uh, And so I I really think the digital nomad um, that that sort of concept is going to grow. And for locations outside of major tourist spots, if you can become a a property where a business traveller can come and get a good monthly bargain, come and stay with you for a month, you've got... You know everything that they need and in fact I'm going to talk to you about a very new property that I've just set up and about to list today nice. um <laughs> thanks to you Kyle because you've influenced me that I should jump back into the uh, the biz but um but I have set up a full desk space I have got a ring light I have got um a laptop area I'm going to put a printer scanner in there as well so that it is attractive to guests and if I can put a screenshot of how fast my Wi-Fi speed is, and something very new that Airbnb have just introduced, where you can verify your your Wi-Fi speed. I love that. Yeah. Wow, how cool is that? So, yeah. folks, new new amenity on uh, Airbnb: verify your Wi-Fi speed. But to me, they that is the future of travel. Is that we need to provide a property where people can work from as well as play from, and. Uh, that's probably the biggest change I see coming for 2022. Let me throw it back to you though, Cole, because I want to pick your brain. What do you think what's coming for the future of our industry?
0: Yeah, I think it's crashing and burning. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what? No, it's, I mean, there's so much, as you see it, it, the biggest question I get all the time, especially from people who are just jumping in is, well, is saturation going to happen? And, and I just don't see it happening because the, the demand is keeping up so much with the supply. You might, you know, for example, um, I'm in Fresno, California. That's one of my markets. I'm also in Bass Lake, California, and I'm in, you know, Phoenix and Scottsdale. We're, we're in three different markets. And the growth in terms of the available supply over the last couple of years has just skyrocketed. Um, but along with that, and I don't, I don't necessarily look at occupancy rates. I look at the the gross revenue. I find that people are much more willing to spend a lot more money these days when they are booking travel. Um, what use, what I used to only get a hundred to $120 per night on is now sometimes getting upwards of $250 per night, you know, and, and it's, it's just crazy to see, what the, what the premium is that people will pay. So no, I don't, I don't think that there's going to be such a thing as saturation for one of the reasons, what you just mentioned, people can work from anywhere. And when you can work from anywhere, your value typically of what you can make goes up as well. Um, I'll give you a good example. People here in, uh, that are flocking to our town in Fresno, California are coming from the Bay area. They're coming from Los Angeles because Now they see oh I can buy a house for 300,000 400,000 that would have cost me 1.2 million in the bay or Los Angeles, and I can work from home. And so now I get to keep all that money that I was going to spend on my cost of living by living in a cheaper area in Fresno and so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go travel more I'm gonna go use that money to have some fun. Um, I traveled more in 2021 than I ever have in my life. And part of the reason was is because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to go places to do work. We can out, actually now do all this stuff from Zoom. So
1: every time I looked at social media, you and Gracie were in somewhere exotic. <laughs> and I was like, how the hell are you still, like your business was growing at warp speed. Your educational side was growing at warp speed. And all I saw was you out having fun.
0: How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's funny because people are like, oh, now your wedding isn't going to be in Fresno. I'm like, we travel more than anyone. Why would our fre- wedding be in Fresno? That's ridiculous. Anyway. But no, I, I just think I think uh, that the, the trend of travel is con- gonna continue to grow. Um, and sure, international travel is still uh, a, a thorn in everyone's side, mm-hmm. um, but think about that. Like, what if you have 20 Airbnbs and then international travel opens back up? Uh-huh. Like, now we're talking about a flood, um, so. And
1: get, get ready for it folks, because Well, Australia, for example, we were supposed to be open in about a week's time to be able to travel and to invite all of our friends back over to Australia. Um, Omricon, this new COVID variant, has kind of put a little bit of a, a hex on that and we've just pushed that back a little bit. But it's still coming and I can tell you, we are all itching to get out of Australia. So the Aussies are about to flood into the United States. Get the beers on ice. Roll out the red carpet. Uh, hide your kangaroos and koalas, uh, <laughs> any of the, you might have in the uh, the fluffy variety. But um, because we are coming, and we're coming in droves. Look, we love to travel, and we have been in our little prison island for for far too long. So uh, I will be. I've already planned about four trips to the United States in 2022, um, and I just know that there. You know, I think a lot of our industry is doing super, super well at the moment, but we're all dependent on a lot of domestic travel. Yeah. So as you said, international travel opens up, wowzers. But in saying that, you need to start thinking about how are you catering for those international visitors? And this is something I would say to anyone tuning in right now. Okay, we've had it pretty good for the last couple of years. You haven't had to worry about inquiries coming in in the middle of the night. So yeah. you're going to have to start thinking about, What's going to happen with those inquiries coming in in the middle of the night? You want to sleep. Do you need to maybe engage a virtual assistant or somebody that can handle that communication overnight for you? Uh, Are you going to have issues with English as a second language? Do you need to, for, for me, where I had my properties, 130 of them, the majority of my visitors were chinese and japanese visitors so i had a lot of my signage my house rules Uh, we actually had those translated into signs into the the local language one of the amenities that i would have in each of my properties was a rice cooker Um, like i don't do that at the moment because i'm looking after domestic you know for the the new property I'm setting up. I didn't consider even putting that in, but it was an essential item. It was the kettle, the toaster, and a rice cooker that I had to have in every property because I knew that my market wanted that. So, and if I could put that into my listing. So folks, if you're listening in right now, international travel is coming, have a think about where your visitors may be coming from and start thinking about catering towards that international market. Um, Paul, is do you get a lot of international visitors at Fresno?
0: You know, we we used to. Um, we used to get a lot. In fact, there was one that showed up right before COVID started. It um, was coming to town for, um, it, was, it was wild. It had something to do with like their surrogate uh, mother lived in Fresno. They were from China. And wow. so they were coming for the birth and then, COVID happened, and they literally were like at our place for six months. Um, So wild stuff like that, there was, there's a lot of travelers too, that, you know, will go from San Francisco to LA, and they'll want to stop off in Fresno, or they want to go to the national parks, which are pretty close to us. So um, a lot of that has done this over the last couple of years, but business travel and families has still stayed on the rise. Um, And, you know, I think too, you know, yeah, we want to be in a position to know who we're catering to, but also we want to just go get a stinking property. And I see you going out there and getting a property for the first time, what, two years after selling your business? So I
1: know. Am I why? crazy? Like, I think I'm, I'm off my medication or something because I'm... Uh, <laughs> um, no, if you want part of this problem, and I'm going to blame you if this doesn't work out, Kyle, because folks, listen in here. Uh, so management is all I've ever known and actually let me just quickly explain that because I know we've got people tuning in that may not understand no. that when you get into the short-term rental game you don't have to own property you do not have to buy property you've got to go, you've got other options and this is the beauty of this scenario. So for me the way I was able to scale up very quickly was to use other people's properties um, and to take on properties like a long-term real estate agent like a a leasing agent would, where they would rent the property per month. I was taking those properties and leasing per night uh, as a short-term rental operator. So I took on the properties, I charged a commission um, and that's how I made my money with that business model. Um, Kyle, I was watching you grow an arbitrage model and this, folks, is where you are leasing a property in your business name So you take on the lease as a tenant to that property, and then you put that property on short-term rentals and whatever the profit is from your income to your expenses, that's what you keep. Have I explained that well enough, Kyle?
0: Yeah, I I would definitely say so. And and I just want to correct you really quick because I, and this is what I coach on too, is I think it's a great model to start with. uh, But if you want to create cash flow and a low overhead business, yeah. co-hosting is just phenomenal sure you know like there's and we've had conversations on clubhouse right you know especially going up against jay and sean you know they're just like arbitrage is the best and i'm yeah it's great it's great but at the same time I'll, I'll give you really well i'll give you a really good example you know we just started a business in arizona in january yeah. and our first four um properties were co-hosting properties mm-hmm. um but what happened was we took on an arbitrage, and that arbitrage was not performing at the level that we thought it would, um, and so we had this overhead suddenly, and we had to pay you know the ten thousand dollars for furnishing, and all, and we're thinking to ourselves, man, thank God we have the cash flow from the co-hosting one because this one, while it's still cash positive, it took a big chunk out of our profits um, mm-hmm. by having to buy all that furniture, and now we're having to build back up. And, and so, and especially too, like we'll do Amazon credit cards, we'll, we'll, we'll pay off that, that uh, the furniture every single month rather than just paying for it all up front. So it's taken out of the profits. and, And I just see people come in and they want arbitrage right away, which is exactly where I was. I think arbitrage is a great portfolio builder. I think it is a great way that when you find a killer deal to say like, oh my gosh, I got to take advantage of this one, you know, because I mean, I'll, I'll just give you an example. I just got an arbitrage that month one made me three grand. If I had if I'd done that one as a co-hosting, um, I would have made about $1,200. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, there's some killer deals out there. But then there's also some spreads where you're like, hey, co-hosting $1,200, arbitrage $1,500. Does it really make sense for me to invest that $10,000 just for an extra $300 per month when I can just put that onto the owner. And so me personally, I love arbitrage for getting in with a low barrier to entry, but I love scaling with co-hosting. Oh, and, uh, and so that's where you and I are on the same page.
1: And imagine if a pandemic happened yeah. and uh, things went bad and you're left with a storage container full of furniture (laughs) suddenly you become a furniture salesman and unfortunately I did hear you know there were a lot of horror stories during uh the pandemic that of people that were left owing hundreds of thousands of dollars to landlords for leases on properties that they couldn't fill so um but in saying that (laughs) guess who's now Dabbling in arbitrage. Um, so yeah. this is this is probably news uh, that I'm breaking to a lot of the community that who know me as being the management model. the co- Oh, bloody hell. I was just thinking, Sean and Jay Massey are going to have a freaking field day when they hear this, aren't they? <laughs> They're just going to love it that uh, that I have jumped over to the, the, the dark side. Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so let me tell you how this came about. I yeah, was at dinner a couple of weeks ago, and so I haven't, I haven't managed a property per se since the beginning of well March twenty twenty. So, okay. um, so when the COVID, when co- when the COVID, when COVID hit, I um, look. I got out of day to day management and got okay. into more the educational side. Um, obviously, I'm bored at the moment because I'm out to dinner two weeks ago and someone says to me oh, I can't find a tenant for my property. And I said, well, tell me about your property. Two bed, <laughs> two bath. It's, you don't have to cross a road to get to the biggest uh, tourist attraction, the lagoons, uh, we call it South Bank in, uh, in Queensland. Um, there's a the big Ferris wheel like you see in Seattle. There's the swimming pools. There's kids' playgrounds. It's like the ultimate destination for, for families. Uh, there's a conference centre. There's hospitals. There's a university. Like it is... The perfect storm for short-term rentals. Guess what? No short-term rentals for three blocks. This property smack bang in the middle. No. Every hotel around it is offering $700 per night to stay there. I get this two-bed, two-bath property. Five, well, it's $2,200 per month to to lease it empty. It's cost me $21,000 to furnish it. <laughs>
0: Wow, um, you, went said, you went big, you
1: went big. Because you know what, I kind of feel a bit of pressure like that as soon as I put a new listing up, everyone's going to be the criticizing, uh, Julie, you forgot to put a checkout list, uh, a <laughs> checkout time. Or, so I've gone ultra luxury. I've gone, because I do know that the luxury properties are going to bring in, a higher return, yeah. uh, so I'm using all my skills that I'm teaching a lot of people to to, to walk the walk now. Now,
0: now uh, you get to say, "Have I been giving the right advice?" I know.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. I'm like I'm, I'll be my own biggest critic. So so I've as I said, I've set it up for the business travelers. I've got the ring light. I've got the fastest Wi-Fi speed. I've got the best Good. smart TVs. I've got the the best of the linens. Everything going in, and uh, about to list that, but. Kyle, you're part of the problem here because I've watched watch what you've done. You've influenced me. So if it goes to shit, and I'm sorry for swearing on your show, but um, I'll come after you. <laughs> but uh, but my my figures show I should be able to get four to five hundred per night. So folks, just work those figures out. Two thousand two hundred uh, per month, four to five hundred dollars per night. It should bring in. But so this is why I've gone down that particular route because that opportunity was too good for me to say no to. Right. I could not walk away from it. Um, yeah. But mind you, I don't want to work. So I've already put in somebody to co-host it for me. <laughs> so. Of
0: course you have. Of course you have. As you should. As you should. And, and I think that right there is the biggest level up that anyone can do, not just in 2022, but anytime is remove yourself. Stop! Stop being a technician in your business. Start being an entrepreneur in your business, um, and and just fire yourself from the day to day activities. Literally, you know. I mean, yeah. even yeah, I even. It. Oh yeah, I mean, even uh, you know, one one of my students that I'm talking to right now, um, they they got to six figures in under a year, which is phenomenal. Uh, but right now, he even said to me, he's like, "Yeah, my wife needs me to slow down because I've been away from the home too much." And I said, "No." You don't need to slow down you need to fire yourself from all those activities that are keeping you away from your family and we yeah. identified those and we started talking about what's keeping him away and it's mainly the setups and i'm like well why do you have to be there for the setups and you know he's he's got this perfectionist mindset stuff has to be in this place in this area that's fine absolutely it can definitely be there but what if we had a call a team of two or three people taking a list of where you want those things to go, doing it to the best of their ability. And then one person comes in because he lives three hours away. One person comes in and FaceTimes you and shows you every little place where that is so that you can be home with your wife and kid. And you can pay someone, by the way, really well to do that because now you don't have to pay for gas. You don't have to pay for a place to stay. You don't have to pay for food while you're on the road because you can make it at home. And and before you know it, you, you've made your time. What used to be worth now, call it $20 an hour uh, for setting a place up now goes to $100, $200, $500 an hour because you've replaced those menial tasks with money-making tasks. And I think that's the toughest thing for people to get their minds around is, well, I'm going to Spend all this money if I pay someone to set it up. I don't want to hire an interior designer because it's going to cost me $4,000 more. No, you want to hire an interior designer because it's going to cost you $50,000 because that $4,000 that you just saved could have been turned into you finding two properties that are cash flowing $2,000 every month and $2,000 every month for one year is... Times two, $48,000. You just robbed yourself $50,000 because you wanted to save $4,000. That to me, Julie, needs to be the level up mindset from people of now just getting in and starting and becoming a host to
1: being an entrepreneur in their business. What, what do you think? So spot on. That mindset. And you're right. Like it takes, um, I think it's really hard for a lot of entrepreneurs to let go, trust in others, delegate, it, delegate yeah. to others. Um, believe that other people maybe are smarter than you and can, are more skilled in some areas than you. And if you, you need to recognise your own strengths, your own weaknesses, what you're good at, what you're bad at, and stick in your own lane. You know, for, for you and I, it's our marketing, it's our branding, it's to get out there to form those relationships. I'm terrible at cleaning. I am no good at uh, lo- the logistics side of things. What do you do? Put somebody in that position Yep. Get somebody in your interior designer so you can get out there and get more properties because that should be what your goal is. Uh, I totally think that, folks, if you're listening in right now, I'll, yeah, I'm going to agree with Kyle and back him all the way that the number one thing to level up, no matter what where you are right now, if you've got one property, if you haven't even got into the game yet, recognise what your strengths are, recognise what your weaknesses are and then outsource your weakness, your those weak areas. Uh, find, surround yourself with people that enhance you. And that goes not only for business, goes for private as well. But um, but really look to not take everything on. You need to be working on your business, not in it. So how can you achieve that? Build a team. Yeah, it, it
0: simply is just outsourcing what you suck at or what's not worth your time. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things in this business that are a lot of fun. I love, 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 looking at you know um, pricing and doing this pricing strategy and you guys might be like no that's my least favorite i'd much rather go to the properties and set it up and you know do it and that's fine like if you love doing it that's great but then the next question is is it getting you to the goal that you truly have um and if you 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 won't know that goal until you've actually put a value on your your time um hourly and,
1: rate. what yeah. is your hourly rate and what are you most instead of answering the phone every five minutes could you get somebody to do that for you while you're out building a relationship with a potential landlord or an owner so uh yeah very simple exercise something everybody can do today yeah write down a list strengths weaknesses what you like what you dislike where and visualize also I think a lot of people don't dream big enough Kyle and one of the things that I always say is dream big but then dream bigger um, start thinking about your goals for 2022, and great time to do it right now. 2022, this time next year, where? What role do you want to be playing in? Uh, and what would you? What lifestyle do you want to be leading? Yeah. Start writing it down. Start, start making it happen, and work backwards from this time next year.
0: Absolutely. Um, and one book that I will recommend for that mindset is Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week. Um, Oh
1: yes, yeah, it's a good one.
0: It's it's great. I'll I'll say this take everything with a grain of sand because there is like one chapter where he talks about outsourcing how he says I love you to his wife, to his assistant. And I'm like, no, I'm not sure I want to outsource that much. (laughs) But but you know, when it comes to um, creating that value, like think about that for a second. If you were to, you know, uh, actually let's just let's just take a real life example. When I was the host of my three properties. And I was making right around $4,000 per month. I was working five hours per week, five hours per week. That's 20 hours per month for four, for $4,000. It's pretty good. That's $200 an hour, right? But then a year later, I was making $20,000 an hour for about three hours of work, or sorry, $20,000 a month for about three hours of work per week. And that was just managing my team. So now take that and round it up to 10 hours. 10 hours divided by $20,000. That's $2,000 per hour. A, lot. A little better. So, so anyway, I, I think that's the, the mindset. I learned that mindset from things like the Tim Ferriss four hour work week. So I just encourage anyone to go out and read that book. So, um, all right. So you got your arbitrage. Yep. Are you going to grow in 2022? Are you just going to be, uh- you know i got one and now my
1: problem carl i take one property on and already like i could not sleep that the week that i decided i was going to take this property on i could not sleep because i was so excited about the future because guess who was already planning the multi-million dollar uh, empire uh so um not necessarily all in in the same arbitrage but just certainly i identified the area that i'm now living in so i've moved to this location in brisbane australia i'm looking at the lack of um supply the high demand that will come in for this area because it's a big tourist attraction and it's got all the 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 the, uh, conference centers and the universities and the hospitals my brain was going stupid i've already got names that I can register for the the format of the uh, the business model uh so look I've had to slow myself down um so let me tell you what's coming for 2022 for me and then I'm going to put you on the spot because I I, I kind of know what might be coming for you but um it <laughs> might be a ring on the finger. besides a wedding yeah <laughs> and that's all I'm excited about why are you wearing a wedding ring now there we go you're,
0: you're gonna spot. you're gonna have to ask Gracie about that um, have you got married already No, you're going to have to ask Gracie about that. Uh I'll just leave that, DM her and ask her why I'm wearing my wedding ring already.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at your face now while you're trying to see if you're... (laughs) I did see some photos in Las Vegas of you two and I was like, hmm, have they driven through a uh, drive-through wedding challenge? Anyway, I will be getting in touch with Gracie, but sorry, back to me. (laughs) Enough about you and your wedding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I'm determined I'm going to find where this wedding is and turn up with a bunch of flowers and be all that. <laughs> um, um, so 2022, yes, there may be a business uh, re-emerge in Australia um, in the short-term rental industry, uh, but I've decided that I'm not going to make any clear moves on that until probably February, March um, because I need to just get... Get this one up and running. So the listing will go live today. So, folks, if you want to have a look at the listing, make sure you're following me on Facebook because self-promoter here will get on there and just be pushing this uh, wild luxe uh, property. And if you want to come and test out how Julie George does hosting, book in. <laughs> there
0: we go. Well, Julie, when when you get off the call here, just do me a favor, post it in Airbnb Masterminds and just, just say, "Hey, I'm I'm back in the ga- I'm back in the game." Here's the thing though, my moderators won't accept it unless you say it like this. I'm back in the game. Give me your tips and advice on my listing.
1: Oh, I don't know if I'm I'm scared to do that. To be honest. <laughs> but, um, all right, we'll give it a go. That listing will be finalized in a couple of hours, so we'll. Uh, see hey, if growth, I growth
0: like is scary, that. Julie. Growth is <laughs> scary. Is super scary. <laughs>
1: you know, and I think that is part of the thing. You're not always constantly evolving, yep. you're dead. Like, yep. like you need to keep evolving. And even for me, I don't have to work anymore, but I just want to. So I really enjoy it. Um, so yes, I'll probably be building a business. There is a second book coming out. Uh, <clears throat> there's, uh, there's the new update. Wow. So this book was released in 2018. It doesn't tell the story of me selling my business. It doesn't tell the story of what I'm currently doing now. Um, and so there is a book that I'm going to be, well, I'm I'm going, actually, Kyle, you need to be in this book too. It's actually going to be for short-term rental operators. we okay. going to be about 100 of us collaborating together, the Mark Simpsons of the world, the Noble Crawfords of the world, right. the Rachel Gainsborough of the world. Uh, there's a bunch of us that are all getting together. And Kyle Stanley needs his own chapter. So I will be talking to you about that after yes. this. It's called Host- Hospitable Hosts. And uh, and I can see John Ann Kemp's yeah. up in the comments. So John's probably that. in there with his own chapter. And if he's not John Ann, you need in on this one as well. Um, so new book coming out, uh, new business starting up. Um, about four trips to the US and also to the UK. I'll be judging the Shorties Awards again this year, uh, this coming year, 2022. So Shorties folks is the short-term rental awards worldwide uh and we would you know please make sure that you're you're in that because the judge will be onto it this year looking for uh for winners for the best um property management company the best educator the rising stars of the industry so 2022 is going to be big for me
0: good, Carl good. Stanley, I'm,
1: what I'm are just, you doing?
0: <laughs> yes I'll, I'll tell you that in a second but i am surprised that the book name is not going to be called the multi-million dollar host <laughs>
1: Billion <laughs> dollar <empire.
0: laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, you know, for for me right now, Julie, the the big focus uh, on a personal level is uh, our wedding is going to be in May. Moving into our house first week of January, so very exciting uh, for for Gracie and I. Uh, on a business side of things, uh, we're at f- between Bass Fresno and Phoenix. We're at right around fifty. D eight properties right now. Oh, so that's crazy. yeah, uh, we want to we want to get past that that century mark uh, in 2022. And um, I'm I'm gonna really be specific though. I mean, uh, to me at this point, I'm taking this from Rachel too. By the way, Rachel had the best um, way to put this. It it makes no difference how many properties you have if your what how did you put it something like you it makes no difference how many properties you have if you're making um only like a certain amount per property and i mean this girl she i've seen her net like $25,000 on a property in one month it's crazy so we're going to be a lot more particular we might give a couple of people the boot so i would much rather just focus on making this a um net seven-figure business. It's currently a seven-figure business, but I want to make it a net seven-figure business. Uh, I want to help at least 100 more students uh, jump in and turn this into a six-figure business for them. Um, And um, yeah, that's that's where I want to be. And uh, just to go back to to the Airbnb business of of our growth too, um, I think we have in the first, in my first two years, it was just yes, yes, yes. Many people that were offering their properties, yeah, let's take it. And then this last half year, it's been wait, is this a good fit for the portfolio? And now moving forward, I think it's more of a now wait, wait, wait. Is this truly a good fit for our portfolio? And I want to own more as well. Because now it's not just time to focus on cash flow, it's time to focus on wealth building and, and owning assets as well. So looking to own more. We just got into contract. Knock on wood, we're still in contingency period on a cabin, a little lake house. Um, really, really excited about that one. Um, looking to buy a few more here uh, in the next six months as well. So um, yeah, co- co-hosting and owning is my big one uh, moving forward. and then you know of course we just go get those home run arbitrage opportunities and I'm gonna take those on too. But I think for anyone that is looking to level up in 2022 and has less than 10 properties or maybe is just trying to get there first, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of just saying yes to as many opportunities that's come your way because it can lead to some big, big opportunities. What do you think, Julie?
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I think it's, um, I think it's just about don't overthink it too much, folks. Like just jump in and and take some action. Um, uh, you know, something you were just saying too, though, Kyle. I think isn't it nice to be in a position where you can select which properties that you want to take? And one thing that I think is super important for anybody out there listening in right now is to build your own brand and really start thinking about how you can attract business to come to you so that you don't have to go and chase it. Um, In the last 12 months that I was operating, yes, I had a storefront, I had signage, I had uh, a a reputation in the community as being the expert on short-term rentals. And that's something that everybody that's listening in can do as well. Um, by educating their community, by building their brand, but have people think of you as top of mind when it comes to short-term rentals so that they can come to you and four or five opportunities per week would walk through my door. Now, I didn't say yes to, I probably said yes to one of those opportunities per week uh, because you've got to start thinking like Kyle said, it's not about the numbers of properties, it's about the the cash flow at the end of the day, how much work are you putting in for the effort that you're, uh, for the uh, result that you're getting at the end of the day? So um, if, if I was to do everything, actually, here's a question for you as well, Kyle. If I was to start 100% again, I guess I would focus in on that luxury market <laughs> um, that I know that if I'm putting my time and effort into a luxury property, which is what I've just designed, um, where I'm going to get four to $500 a night. Uh, I, it's as much time and effort that I'm going to put into that that I would on a property that would bring in 80 to to $100 a night. So yeah. which one's going to give me the better return? So that's probably the one thing I would change in my original business model. Carl, what would you change? If you yeah. want to start
0: fresh again. No, that, that's a good question. So when I first started, I was one of the only ones doing this in my market. Um, and I mean, and the ones that were doing it, they had one or two properties, right? You know, there was no, there really wasn't anyone that was doing it for more than five properties. So what I needed is I needed proof of concept. So I started with a one bedroom, one bath apartment just to see, is this thing gonna get booked up or am I crazy? Um, Now today with AirDNA and all of the mentorship and coaching out there, like, you know, there are avenues to be able to learn what is the best return on my time for getting started? And I would definitely go back. The, the number one is I would get a mentor. Number two is I would just at least learn how to evaluate a market through AirDNA, um, and and have some sort like you know you've got my my profit calculator on my website that you can download for free, and you can literally just take that profit calculator, match it with AirDNA, and see what you could make. And you'll see most of the time like what you said. That one bedroom, one bath that made me six to eight hundred dollars per month. That same effort with just a bigger place, a three bedroom, two bath that makes me eighteen hundred to two thousand per month. Sure, it costs me a little bit more money to furnish it, but I'm going to earn that money back faster, and I'm going to have a higher ROI on that that effort. And so, I would definitely just invest in myself. Number one, do the research, and then go to the path of least resistance. That would that would be my my next three steps.
1: It's the belief, though, too. I think a lot of people are scared off by those luxury properties, but quite honestly, here's an actionable tip that anybody is listening in on today. Go to the open home listing. So, real estate listings that are for sale, uh, luxury furnished properties that are overpriced are my favourite listings to go and walk into. Introduce myself to the real estate agent and say, "Can I help you sell this property?" Now, the first thing they're going to look at you and go, what? What are you talking about? But if you can offer up, and this is what I used to do, folks. So this is a proven method. Look into there. Can I help you sell this property? Can I put together a, an appraisal report for short-term rentals showing the income potential for this property if someone was to list it as a vacation home? And they were like, well, yeah, it's not going to cost me anything. Go ahead, love. And uh <laughs> That's what I would say in the Aussie accent. Um, (laughs) um, So I would put together a report. Now I would put two comparable properties that I would get that information from AirDNA or Airbnb itself. And I would then put a paragraph of information saying what they need to do to get that property ready. So maybe a sofa lounge, put on the Wi-Fi. uh, And then I would put a range of what I think that that property could bring in that night. I would then have a, a paragraph of information, a call to action folks, ask for business, ask for business is one of the, you can't sell a secret. So down the bottom, it will say, if you would like this property professionally managed, you can come to Julie George or Carl Stanley. And I would give those those reports out so that that realtor could use them as a sales tool. Now, my step two, after he's taken those reports, would be I'd come back the next week and say, should we ask the current owners if they would like to short-term rent this while you're trying to sell it I'll keep it clean. I will keep it ready for open homes for you. I'm going to make sure the security is tight on it. And we don't need bring in your current owners some income. Boom, up. Most of the time, this is where I put these on home. Boom, up. <laughs> <chukalaka>, deal done. <laughs> so, Let's um, go. Anyway, so that's just a little tip for anybody out there. Go and have a look at your luxury short-term listings in your market for sale this weekend. And, Be brave enough to go and introduce yourself to the realtor.
0: Awesome. I love that. I really love that. Um, By the way, I I see questions
1: coming in, guys. We're about to get to that point right now. Shane Cass has some great questions. I I can see Shane's one. Find a mentor. Do you guys offer coaching? Hell, yes, we do. (laughs) <laughs> i've got my own coaching uh, but um but kyle stanley if i was to have my time over again i would be joining kyle's course today um i would be getting kyle to mentor the hell out of me because he kind of already has i mean we've i've officially mentored kyle but he has uh inspired me um kyle tell them how do they get mentored and coached by you
0: well thank you julie that's very kind of you and um which is, like I said, it's just ironic, right? Because you were one of my mentors and now and now we're, we're just talking about full circle here. But I'll, I'll share my screen really quick here, guys, and then we'll get into Q&A. Um, so here is my website. If you just go to fearlesskyle.com right there, um, you can get free resources, which are great. Right here, the Airbnb Profit Calculator. Um, You can also get one of uh, three options that I have here, my Airbnb Kickstart course, which is now on a payment plan, which is really cool, makes it a lot easier. But this is literally helping you to be able to build a six figure business in under 12 months if you really, truly do the work and want to do that. So now um, it's 1247 or you can do three payments to make it a lot easier uh, right there. And then there's a couple other options there for you as well, um, including if I go back. Uh, I mentioned to you, oh, you lost my sight. I'm, I'm
1: looking at your screen now.
0: That's yeah, you're, you're good. Uh, if you go back over here, there's also a market eval kit, which exactly tells you how to market, uh, how to evaluate your market or evaluate a property. Or if you just have one house and you're like, hey, I just want to get Airbnb started. I don't want to build a business. I just already have the house and want to figure out how in the world to do the day-to-day and automate this the Airbnb operator course is a really good option for that kind of person. So um, Shane, hopefully that answers your questions, but uh, before we go on to the rest of um, the questions here, um, Julie, I, I said, invest in yourself, yes. then then you, you get really good at evaluation, researching your market, and then just take the passively path of least resistance by focusing on the money-making um, properties. Um, What what would you do? What are your next steps?
1: I guess for anyone listening to get started in the industry right now, um, my three top tips would be get your mindset right. Figure out, do a self-analysis. We were talking before, figure out your strengths, figure out your weaknesses, your skills, your lack of skills. Uh, Really do a self-analysis on what sort of role you want to play in the business and then outsource all of your weaknesses so that would be my first thing um, educate yourself get a mentor read a book <laughs> um, but uh, but there are resources now to help you with shortcutting your way to success yep. If you're listening into this live right now you're probably are well on your way to success but if you can just learn a couple of little key tips or a couple of strategies to get you there faster, that's what I would have loved if I'd started out again. And my third ask of anybody who's thinking of getting started is just start, take yeah. action. Let's do do not overthink this. It does not have to be perfect. You will make mistakes, but you will learn from those mistakes. So just get going today. But um, And that's, for me, that's the biggest compliment you can pay me or to someone like Kyle. If we can see you taking action and you message and say, hey, I just made my, I, I just got super host status, or I just got my first five-star review, like, we will celebrate with you, we pop a lot of champagne corks, and we were, we're happy to do that for anybody listening in today.
0: Awesome, awesome, well, hey, um, I think it's time for a little Q&A, yep. and we'll do this for the next, uh, call it five, ten minutes, and then say yep. au revoir to everyone, so uh, first of all, to the people that posted their questions before this, we want to definitely recognize them. So Maria says, mm-hmm. I would love to know more about how to start. I'm closing this week on my first investment property. Congratulations, Maria. And yeah. I would like to know how to set it up for Airbnb. Should I hire a staging company to decorate? Uh, Will I be able to make the mortgage payment with Airbnb or should I do a normal rental first? I'm a little nervous. I'm trying to find the best way to make it work. Thanks in advance. Um, I'll let you start that one, Julie.
1: Maria, look, I think I'm super excited for you. Be brave, jump in, have a go. Uh, Look, um, I would say initially um, to save costs, maybe to, to look at doing as much of the work yourself and i know that's kind of going against what we've just said but for the first property you need to know the basics so you need to entrench yourself and just get started um, straight away um, yes you will be able to pay the mortgage with short-term rentals uh, as long as you've done your research so there's the disclaimer as long as you've done your research and you do know that there that firstly, you can, you've got to check your local regulations and make sure that there's nothing, permit, you know, nothing stopping you with permits or licences. So that's the first thing. Uh, second thing would be to make sure that you've done your research to you know what your pricing should be. We've got an amazing guy, John Ann, listening in now who's saying, I can help you with pricing. I bloody can too. He's, he's incredible with the tech side. So um, get in touch with John or Price Labs, who we've just had on this uh, program um, a month ago. Uh, we had Price Labs talking about that. Um, but Maria, look, in fact, can I, Kyle? I know that we're probably supposed to wait to choose, but I want to give Maria a book um, because yeah. I think it's going to help her start straight away. So Maria, I'm going to get in touch with you personally and get a, a copy of my book to you because that will give you all the secrets on how to get started.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Uh yeah, Julie, there's a uh, there's been uh two posts before we went live and Maria posted on the second one. So um You'll, you'll see that question from her um, and then I'll get in touch with her. The, she did have a follow-up question and it, it was one of your, uh, your pieces that you mentioned there, of just figuring out regulations. She said, how do I do that? Um, I simply just tell people, Google short-term rental ordinance and then the name of your city. So if you're in Los Angeles, short-term rental ordinance, Los Angeles, California. What that typically will do is one of the first pages it'll take you to is the government website. It'll define what a short-term rental is and it'll show you: Do you need a business license? Do you need uh, a permit? Is there a minimum amount of nights? Is it? Does it have to be your primary residence or you know whatnot? So those are the things that you want to look out for. Um, I would say red flags would be needs to be a primary residence. Um, I would say another red flag is like a thirty-day minimum. Uh, those can be extremely difficult and very risky to to jump in for sure. So um, yeah, do that research. I think that's a really good first step for sure. Okay, Um, next up was Nessa. And Nessa says, how much do you need to start and how to convince a landlord to rent out the home so you can use it, uh, the most necessary things you're going to need, the hard parts about the whole thing, once you start up, should you save the profits? Good plan. So, just a lot, a lot of Question. initial, let's, yeah, questions here. So, I want to
1: break that down.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's let's fo- let's focus on the the first two there, which awesome. is yeah. um, how much do you need to start, and how to convince a landlord uh, to rent to you. So. Um, You want to tackle either one of those and then
1: you tackle the other? Let me give you you the the basics on that. Nessa, good news is you don't need any money to start if you are looking at the co-host, the management model. Uh, You need a mop, you need a bucket, you need a smartphone, you need to find an opportunity. And quite honestly, I I did start my business, I put $9,000 into it, but that $9,000 that I started my business with went into a website, it went into some initial marketing, business cards, uh, you know, and some cleaning, a, a computer, a few things. I didn't need any of that. I needed a mop, I needed a bucket, I needed a vacuum cleaner and a smartphone. So Nessa, look at the co-host management model if you haven't got the, the cash in the pocket. Um, the second thing is how do you convince a landlord couple of things you need to reassure the landlord you need to go in with confidence you need to show them an opportunity that they can't say no to uh so for me and look i'm not the queen of arbitrage yet but i would certainly be going in with some sort of confidence or offer or or a surety with a website to show that i'm a professional that i that if someone was to look up and see who julie george is that they're going to find lots of positive information on a um The internet, but also um, if you need to. And, Kyle, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I would think that if I went into a landlord and said, "Look, I can pay up front for the uh, for the lease, or I can pay you a little bit more, or I can guarantee that at the end of the lease I'm going to uh, repaint the property, or recarpet the property, or do something to for a landlord to make it impossible for them to say no." I I think that's a way that you could get in. Am I telling them the right thing, Carl, Stan? Yeah, so, you know, the, the, it's really,
0: a, it's a concept, right? It's, there's, there's a script, you know, we, for our students, I have a script, I have recorded calls and they can listen in on those, but no matter what, the mindset on how to convince a landlord is the same and it's, you need to solve their problems. And some of their problems, for example, are getting calls from tenants late at night, um, having to replace appliances. Um, having to um, call the handyman to fix the the accidental hole in the wall, Um, tenants not paying, tenants squatting, um, all these different issues. If you can just make that list of all those issues and then pair it with, how can I solve that problem? Then you can deal with any objections that landlords come up with. Um, And then if you do it well, And like you said, you offer just a real smoking good deal for the landlord, maybe paying up front, maybe paying a little bit extra, whatever that looks like. Um, You're going to find that when a landlord has another lease coming up or goes and buys another property, they're going to be calling you before they call anyone else. Um, I have multiple landlords that have done justice with me because they like working with me because they know that I'm going to take care of their property as if I was the professional management company, because essentially that's what I'm doing.
1: Um, I remember a few years ago in Australia, we had um, a the Australian Defence Force would want to lease properties, and every homeowner looking for a good return wanted to lease their properties to the Australian Defence Force because they were paying above market value. They would repaint and recarpet your property on um, exit, but they were known to be solid tenants that would pay on a regular basis all the time. So if you can set yourself up in a business so that people, your brand is well-known for doing those sorts of things, you're going to have people coming to you all the time. Like Carl said, take my property, Carl Stanley. Uh, but um, but good luck. Good luck with that little, uh, yeah, your, your foray. And uh, we look forward to watching your success story unfold.
0: On that Absolutely. Thank you, Nessa. I think we need to send her a book too
1: this Nessa. is
0: yeah. on my list. Okay, Yes. <laughs> um, another person, Shane has been asking some good questions. I think Shane hey. needs to get a book too. So hey, you're on my
1: list too.
0: there we go. Shane says, I'd love to learn more about how to maximize exposure when you have multiple listings in the same location or in a similar location. Right now we have three apartments in a triplex, four listings total, one for each unit and one parent listing where you can rent the entire Triplex, great that that is a great strategy, Uh, the first one we have listed the most uh, has the most reviews and the most views, while the other lag behind because they were launched later this isn't a problem in peak seasons but balance is hard to attain during slow months. I'd love to take this one and then I would love if you want to. No, you,
1: you take it because I, I also, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one, but I also have had similar listings where I've had one parrot one and little ones underneath. So, Kyle, give us your wisdom.
0: So, um, first of all, and by the way, Nessa, just going back to Nessa's, I have a video on my YouTube channel called How to Convince a Landlord to Do Rental Arbitrage. Uh, Shane, I have a video on my YouTube channel called how to uh, optimize the Airbnb algorithm or how to get more bookings with the Airbnb algorithm. One of the two. Uh, I think that might be an algorithm problem um, because sometimes when you have properties that are too close to each other and you are the host for all those properties, um, a lot of the algorithm thinks that you're just trying to repost the same property again and again and again. So, one of the first things that I would do is I would make sure that it is obviously different pictures. Um, so if you just went and copy and pasted the furniture for each, prob- I, I, I hate to say it, but I would, I would look at refurnishing uh, because that is going to A, uh, not look good in the algorithm, and B, it's also going to deter people if they have three to pick from, right? And there's no difference in any one of those, then they're going to go to the one with the most reviews before they pick anything else. Um, but at the same time, I would just make sure you're doing algorithm related stuff. Okay. He says they're different, but exactly the same layout. So, so yeah, it can be the same layout just as long as the furniture is a little bit different, but I think it could be just an algorithm thing of just making sure you understand the algorithm, making sure that you're always manipulating the, the properties to get in favor with the algorithm. Um, and, uh, you know, to me as well, if you're really, really desperate to get those other ones, some some bookings and some reviews. Another strategy might be, hey, um, we see that you just booked this property, but uh, we have some maintenance issues going on there. Can we move you? It's in the same triplex. Can we move you over to this property? And so you can actually do that on Airbnb where you can make a change, an alteration, change the location, And they now book that one and they leave the review for that one. And the more bookings you get at one property seems that the algorithm continues to favor that property, get more and more bookings. Um, So just a few things of feedback. I think that would help you out, Shane, but a great idea for having that one listing for the entirety. I think that's really good. I would make sure that you're using uh, Price Labs to sync those um, and then just making sure that you're asking for a premium for all three rather than just for one at a time. Um, But great, great question. Um, We've got time for three more questions and I've got them in front of me here. So um, Yasin, uh, I apologize if I'm saying that name wrong. I thought this was a really good question, very pertinent. Can you guys talk about air cover? What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. So Julia, first, I wanna know what were your thoughts when it was released?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, good old air cover, and I need mean, to be honest here. I actually haven't dived in to really look at all the details on air cover. I think it's great. Um, I, I'm really excited that Airbnb are taking uh, taking the initiative to to kind of maybe look a little broader with this side of things. And the one thing I do like is that you now have got time to put a claim in mm-hmm. so that you do not have to have a claim in before the next guest. That's a bloody nightmare. You know I can do that. So um, so there's a few little things there that I like. I, I just haven't heard feedback as to whether it is, has it made a difference out there? And folks, if you're listening in right now, I would love some feedback. Have you used, have, have you noticed any differences, uh, through the air cover? Oh, Carl Stanley, I choose you, you tell me.
0: (laughs) So by the way, believe it or not, Yasin, I have a video about this as well. So go to my YouTube channel
1: (laughs) and check out,
0: uh, yeah, take, take a look at what I thought on air cover. John, just completely stole the words um, out of my mouth Uh, air cover is more of a marketing flash it's not insurance and airbnb is completely in control it's yeah it's it's exactly the host guarantee with just a few more bells and whistles um it's exactly what the host guarantee used to be they used to give you 14 days and then one day they just took that away and didn't tell anyone um and which was crazy um but we've We've submitted uh, probably about five uh, five claims, at least that I've seen from my notifications as they come through, my team submits them. Um, one is a really large claim and I've heard no, um, no traction on that. And that was um, submitted about two weeks ago. So oh. still expect that. I mean, here's the thing. I'm giving them some grace because as soon as they release this, I guarantee you there was like, a thousand requests that people typically would not have submitted as claims. And they were like, let's just test this thing out. And so I bet you that Airbnb customer service is very bogged down right now. I bet you they're doing a lot of things to try to catch up. So I'm giving them some grace, but we have followed protocol. And if it's going to be as good as it says it is, they they need to follow through. So that as long as you follow through, I don't care if it takes you four months to To do it. You just you need to you need to follow through if this is as good as it says it is. That's that's my thought.
1: We will see, folks. We will see.
0: We will see. We will see. But either way, you should not be relying on airbnb as an insurance you should have your own insurance and you should also uh, make sure your landlords have uh, yeah, proper yeah. insurance as well
1: and for Get- there's a lot of insurance companies out there that will throw you a kickback for referrals for each of your homeowners so yeah uh, so don't yeah don't be shy in asking for a kickback as well
0: absolutely, what absolutely. Other
1: got? okay
0: um uh i i apologize it's either dot doton or dot doton, Do- yeah. doton? Um, what are the most important tools in the automation process? Additionally, what would you guys pay handyman, customer service reps who need to show up to the units for on call issues and questions? Um, so automation. Um, I mean, Julie, I think I remember you, you weren't big on automation when you were active. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm not calling you out for that. You just, it wasn't as prevalent, to be honest. It
1: wasn't. In yeah. two, way, way back in 2016 when I started, um, folks, I ran 130 properties with an Airbnb app, uh, zero for accounting, and I had a real estate software. That's it. I didn't do anything else. I had no pricing tools, I had no um, automated messages, nothing. Um, But I do have regrets, (laughs) and the one thing that I would do differently. And John Ann, I knew John. He goes, did someone say automation? Um, John Ann's got his geek glasses on. Um, Folks, get find John Ann on Facebook connect with this guy because he has got, he's the man and he will be criticizing the hell out of me when I come up with these uh, these, these uh, suggestions. But the one thing that I would do differently and the one thing I am doing, and in fact, today when I have my live listing, go ahead, I will be um, into insta- initiating a pricing, a pricing, dynamic pricing tool uh, because I was guessing my prices. So how much money did I leave on the table with 130 properties, $8 million income, great. How much more could I have got out of it if I had just talked to the experts instead of just thinking I knew better? So – that would be my one tip is make sure that that's one of the first things that you do is get hold of a dynamic pricing tool. Price Labs were a great example that came on last week. There's a few others out there as well. Um, but uh, but automatic messages um, and my philosophy though is keep it simple. Uh, you do not have to overcomplicate your business and I still stand by that. If you don't need a PMS because you're 100% Airbnb, that's what I did, yep. and I didn't need one. So, Carl, um, I'm going to throw this to you because you've got.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, I and mean, I, I'm going to just call you D because I know I'm mispronouncing your name, Doten or Doughton. Um I'm going to call you D. So, D, you you need to go to um, the the video that I did a couple of weeks ago with the CEO of Price Labs. Um, they have a link in that video. If you just go to my YouTube channel, you'll find that video as uh, one of the most recent. Um, with that link, if you sign up, you get a, not only a free 30-day trial, you also get a free training from the CEO um, to, to show you exactly how to get things set up. Um, I would do price labs. I, like Julie, did not automate my pricing in the first basically year and a half, and I just lost so much money, so much money. So, better now. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I would also be using a tool like Hospitable for auto messaging that can take care of 80% of your messaging that used to be called Smart BNB, now it's hospitable. Um, and then if you're looking for good cleaners, uh, Turnover BNB is a really good one to find cleaners and then that'll automate how you uh, pay them as well. So um, those are the top three, I think for, for me, uh, just for getting started out. And um, you know, obviously AirDNA is not an automation tool but it's really good for information as well. So those are kind of my top four there for just tools to get started um but speaking of getting started uh we have given everyone enough uh to be able to level up in 2022 this so. has just been way too much fun because we ended up going a lot longer than I expected but um it's tough not to have fun with miss money glasses herself Julie George <laughs>
1: uh, I tell you what this business is life-changing I've never been happier healthier having more fun uh folks if if you're even a little bit inspired by what we've talked about today, then we've done our job. Um, But I would just say that make sure that you are getting on board with educating yourself, reading a book, doing a course with Kyle, uh, (laughs) or, or, you know, or looking up others. Uh, But, um, but folks, um, thank you. And Kyle, thank you for this opportunity. Can we do it again sometime?
0: Let's do it again. We'll we'll make it a regular thing for sure. Julie, you're the best. Thank you to for, you uh, for jumping on here and helping our audience to conquer the world of Airbnb we'll
1: see you in 2022. Anybody that we haven't come to your answers, I'm going to scroll through and we're going to answer those for you. And I've still got two more books to give away. So I'm going to find two more questions in the thread. So if you're watching the replay, it's not too late. Throw us some questions. Um, Carl Stanley, you're
0: awesome. You're awesome. Thank you, Julie.
1: Da 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 da